Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning, and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. I am Brendan McClenahan, your faithful as ever host. And today is Monday, the 27th of April, and I have a very, very special guest with me today. Um, it is my wife, Rachel Hello. McClenahan. <laughs> <laughs> special guest. Well, it, we're here down in the basement in yep. um, quarantine, so I guess you had few options. I had very few options. It was either Jane, Grace, or, one of the chickens, or the yeah, the rabbit, or mm-hmm. my wife. And um, so thanks for choosing me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this for a while. We talked about having you on the podcast, yeah. and um, you kind of laughed about it at first. We kind of laughed about it, and then I was like, "Well, this is actually a really great time to do that." So um, I know I've been enjoying listening to different co-hosts with you too. So it's fun to get to join. Yeah, it's cool. Everyone is different. And um, for those of you who might be joining who are new, the point is not that we are some experts on these scriptures or that any of the guests I have on are somehow experts on these scriptures. Rachel actually Mm -hmm. did take um, some considerable time just to like meditate on these scriptures though. Not that I'm holding her to it or anything like that, but, um, (laughs) but the point is not that we, um, you know, present this flawless or perfect, you know, perspective on these scriptures, but that we just bring, hopefully invite us all into a curiosity and a love of scripture. Some that we ponderings. Open it up, let it breathe and speak into it. So that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to start off with Acts 2, 42 through 47, which is going to be a familiar passage to some of us who have been at Victory Point for the last few months. Um, at least we have been meditating on this a lot. And one of the, uh, you know, things, you, you know, I could get nervous about doing a little podcast on this because like, well, we've tried to talk about everything, but I'm just going to trust that there's something in it for us every day. And I, I believe that you could take one verse and meditate on it every day, no matter what verse it was, and it would say something different to you every day mm-hmm. because um, we're all in flex and emotion and God is always speaking. So Rachel, would you mind reading Acts 2, 42 through 47? Yes. So starting at 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in Mm -hmm. common. They They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. So yeah, a familiar passage, one that we at church have gone through. What sticks out to you this time, Brendan, as you look at that today? Um, A couple of things, but first, just the context of this. This is right after Pentecost. Um, and they're just trying to figure this out. They mm-hmm. probably have no idea what to do. They're doing what feels natural to them, what feels like would be the Jesus thing. But um, this is brand new to them. So they're all trying to figure it out. 
which is familiar to me. There's so much about this passage that just reminds me of what we're experiencing right now in the church. Mm-hmm. as a church in coronavirus, church in the middle of a pandemic, a church dispersed and scattered. And so I go, man, I think we would probably identify a lot with these disciples just trying to figure out how to do it um, in this new context, right. post-Pentecost, without Jesus. What do we do? Right. And uh, here you see they're in the temples. They're Sorry, they're in the temple um, day by day. And then they broke bread at home. And so you see this cool um, you know, rhythm of temple, home, you know, centralized and then decentralize, gather, scatter. And right now, we're doing a lot of breaking of bread at home, and we're not doing much gathering. Mm-hmm. And so the church is kind of out of whack a little bit. But um, just thinking about that, um, we're on that other side. Of, we're swung right now to the other side of the, um, the spectrum mm-hmm. of having to break bread at home and longing to be able to gather in the temple. Mm-hmm. Um and just trying to figure out what gathering looks like right now. So, yeah, for me, it's that breaking bread at home and eating their food with glad and generous hearts because I really identify with that right now. Mm. Like we're kind of being forced into a time of just being at home. And one of my favorite times, Rachel, is like getting to cook a lot and eat meals as a family. Mm-hmm. And that's a really special thing that I think we get to look forward to every day is just being able to cook and eat dinner together and Every meal is together right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think, man, I'm going to look back at this time. And especially like I'm just anticipating someday when our girls are like in teenage years and they're all going off to college or like whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And just looking back at a time like this and being like, man, those were good days where we got to share lots of meals together. And I think about other families mm-hmm. who might have been in those s- seasons of like being scattered all over the place and their families are all you know, uh, all involved in sports and school and classes and whatever, work. And then now all all these families around the world are having meals together. What does that do to us as families? And what does that do to us as the church to know that we are, you know, maybe we've been more focused on temple for the last few decades. We've been really hyper- you know, gathered as a big group as church, but now we're swinging back into just being in homes. So that's the part that stuck out to me. How about you? Yeah, that brings me to the first part. Well, just the the main three things that are brought up in verse 22 is apostles teaching, um, breaking of bread and prayers. Fellowship too, that's four. Oh, four. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I... Um, and then the rest of those things just flowed freely from that. They began to see miraculous signs. They started sharing things in common. They started selling things so that they could um, give to everyone that had need. And I just think, ah, let's focus on those four things. And as you bring out breaking of bread, I think, okay, yeah, we are a small church now of four people at yeah. our house right now. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, we break bread well together. And you are, I'm so grateful for all the good cooking you're doing. Um, and how do we now? If we're doing home church a lot, how are we focusing too then on the apostles teaching and fellowship and prayers as well? Yeah. Um, because those, yeah, it's like the, those are the pillars that kind mm-hmm. of have led to this beautiful church image that, that comes in the, in the following verses. Yeah, it reminds me of kind of our struggle with like one of the struggles right now as a family is having uh, Jane, uh, especially Jane at home because she's used to being at school and, uh, figuring out how to teach 
and how to discipline, not discipline like punish, but like create disciplines throughout the day, like create rhythm and structure for her at her age. She's five years old. um, She really thrives on that. And I don't know how to do that. So I'm learning. And uh, her teacher, Miss Natalie, sent a like a little packet in email early in the week that gave some ideas and some thoughts about how to educate your kids during this time if you want to. Mm. That was such a gift to me because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> and it's the same thing that we need. We don't know how to do this, how to be a church. Like we're not able to gather with a big church. So like you said, I love what you just said. Like this is the church right now is our little family of four. Yeah. And uh, I think some people who are listening probably it's a family of two or one. And right now, that is the incarnate church. That's the embodied church. Um, And we have to be able to lean into that or else where did the church go? So to be able to be accountable to those four things, I think that's great. And I like that those are four practices that you can Mm -hmm. be accountable for. You can control. You can't maybe control like all the wonders and signs or the awe or, you know, having everything in common or anything like that, but you can create rhythms around focusing on God's word, right? fellowship, breaking bread, and prayer. It's all kind of packed right there at the beginning. Yeah. Um, the, the word that stuck out too is devoted, again, which I know was the series title you just reminded me of at church earlier this year, but just what am I devoted to? You know, What am I committed and dedicated to um, in my life? And what, what am I thinking about a lot? What am I um, you know, constantly doing, and even in my time now at home, um, what am I devoted to? Because these are good things to be devoted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could look at it prescriptively or descriptively. So, like, if someone was to look at if if, if some researcher was to come to our house and like study our every move and put cameras in our rooms and stuff, what would they say that we're devoted to? Right, sleep. <laughs> 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 yeah, Rachel's. Uh, yeah, Rachel, you are. You're. We just celebrated twenty. I would 20 definitely weeks. say, yeah, breaking of bread. Would you know? We've been doing up. a lot of breaking of bread. <laughs> and yeah. Sleep. Sleeping and eating has been a lot. Um, but these other areas of prayer, yeah, and teaching, and so that's a good question. Maybe for all of us to process is like if you were to look at the past week, if you're a calendaring person and you calendar everything out and you um, write everything down that you do, look back over the last week and go, what am I really devoted to? Are these four things showing up? Um, That's a great question. Um, And just from a, we were talking about, I think it was last night, just whether you should choose to do something new or not with this church group. And how important it is for um, people in the church to have fellowship and how different things that you and I have done over the years, like the responses we've gotten out of different gatherings, different teaching, different classes, people have constantly said, I have loved the fellowship. I've loved oh, yeah. to meet <laughs> new people. Um, yes. Like this is a huge value and why we try so many different things at church to gather, yep. um, you know, huddles, missional communities, like the thing that um, people I think are longing for in a big way in our culture is fellowship. They're willing for it ordinarily. Like when everything's normal, they're longing for it. And even more so now. Oh yeah. But you're talking about, we're, we're talking about how like, um, is this what you're referencing? 
where we were talking about like uh, the hybrid that we did a few years ago or like the calling lab or mission life workshop or different thing we've tried to initiate and that have had varying levels of success whatever but what's been consistent through all of them is i'm looking whenever i gather feedback i'm i'm big into like gathering feedback after something to try to learn how to do it better but um when I listen to people, what they gather from it, I'm always hoping they're going to be like, oh man, the content was great. Or I really Mm -hmm. uh, transformed this way of thinking. But over and over again, they say it was so good just to meet new people. And And I'm kind of like, oh, come on. Like, (laughs) of course you met new people, but that's actually a really good, that's like a human need is to join together with other disciples. And it's something we're so hungry for. Yeah. And I just like, none of these other things would happen. This, you know, you're seeing, sharing and selling possessions goods you need you need community to do all those things so community is so important to even keep you accountable to being devoted to the apostles teaching and yeah um it's just so crucial especially yeah i think right now you know we talk about okay there's four of us but there's some that are single and how important it is to still have fellowship with our church family and those who um we love right now it's it's a human Yep. It's a church need. It's a human need. Yeah. And that's something you really bring into, I think, um, our marriage and our friendships with others and our relationship, how we do church. It, I mean, you are on the apest. You are more of the shepherd type. Mm-hmm. And I think you bring that into how we do relationships. You really value that fellowship piece. And I agree that's that unlocks. Um, I mean, Jesus says, uh, you know, my, the greatest commandment is to love one another mm-hmm. as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And um, that's what the devo- the first disciples were devoting themselves to is loving each other, um, eating together, praying together, reading scripture together. I'd love to be part of this church. Yes, I would too. It's no wonder that the Lord added to their number. It was, I'm sure it was such a, uh, people were just lit up watching these people. Like that is something I want to be part of. Yep. It's just no doubt that it grew because that's attractive. Indeed it is. Well, thanks, Rachel, for talking with me about Acts 2.42 through 47. Um, tomorrow morning, you should join us again. So open up your podcast app whenever you get up or whenever you listen to it throughout the day. And and we're going to be picking up with, uh, what is Psalm it? 23. Psalm 23. Gosh. I know. These are big. Big, big passages. passages. I love Psalm 23. You could talk about Psalm 23 until every day until the day you die. <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> and then after, because people say it at your funeral too. Um, so we'll be picking up with that tomorrow morning. And so please uh, tune in then, and we'll be in your earbuds. See you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm